Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how are you this week? Busy. It's been a busy week. I've had a sick kid and now I'm at ERLC. I'm recording live from the ERLC National Conference here at Opryland Hotel, one of my favorite hotels in the world. Oh, mine too. Mine too. I uh, stayed there when I was 10 years old. And it was one of uh, one of my favorite memories was that week. So I, I stayed here actually when I was in high school. Had a high school convention came to this. Stayed here. That's the only time I've ever stayed here. But I've been here for a few events, and we come here from time to time as well. Me and the family and the boys, and we'll walk around just just to get out and walk around. And they enjoy watching the the light shows and the water shows and yeah. waving at people on the boats and all that. So. It's a fun place. It's a great thing to do if you live in Nashville, but if you go to the ERLC National Conference, it doesn't matter where you live, you get to experience it this exactly. week. So. Exactly. There's about a thousand people here, huge crowd, a lot of stuff going on, and we'll be uh, reporting on this next week because by the time this ends, uh, we'll be past our deadline for uh, putting things in the podcast. We do have some news from ERLC coming later in the show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, the Nine Marks at Southeastern Conference. Uh, the Nine Marks at Southeastern Conference equips church leaders with a biblical vision and practical resources for displaying God's glory to the nations through healthy churches. This two-day conference is held on the campus of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and is open to the general public, pastors, and their staff. This year's Nine Marks at Southeastern Conference will be held September 30th and October 1st, 2016. You can register online and find out more at ninemarksse.org. That's 9-M-A-R-K-S-S-E.org. All right, Amy, big news this week coming out of IMB. Edgar Aponte from Southeastern has been named the vice president of mobilization uh, following their trustee meeting this week. That's a, that, that's kind of a, a big deal. That news dropped. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. That news dropped this morning from the IMB trustee meeting. And you know, they had some other things that were going on as well, but that was kind of the the big one, certainly from our perspective also. Yeah, that's the uh, the big piece in the puzzle, I think, that was missing in the, the leadership over at IMB. Uh, mobilization vice president, they've been looking for that since David Platt took over and have now found one and found a good one in Edgar Aponte. He currently serves as a director of Hispanic Leadership Development and is an instructor of theology at Southeastern Baptist Theological seminary right there where you are amy and uh was affirmed by the trustees today so as the vice president so congratulations to edgar and his family and uh i think they'll be moving up later in the fall uh, it's not an immediate thing be coming in later in the fall up to richmond right yes it'll start in a few months uh so we still get just a little bit of time uh with him and with sarah and with their kids so we're going to enjoy that but he is a tremendously talented uh, individual, one of those that you, you don't know him for very long without realizing uh, this is someone that's going to make a tremendous impact uh, over the course of his ministry. And so this is a, a great step uh, to watch. And just a side note, his wife is um, incredibly talented. She has a law degree uh, from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you can see in the links that we share a lot of the background of Edgar working in the Dominican Republic, a lot of things that he did for the federal government there. Uh, But Sarah is a tremendously talented person in her own right, and then also happens to be the greatest cook I have ever encountered. She teaches me unbelievable things. Her talents are bar none. Yes, better than you. Better Better than than me. Wow. Yes. That hurts. But it's probably true. Yes. I have this rule. So there are, are foods that 
like everyone, I have foods that I don't necessarily love. I don't eat a lot of things with mushrooms or things like that. But my sort of internal rule is if Sarah makes it, then I eat it. Doesn't matter what's in it because I know it's going to be incredible. And um, she's she's just phenomenal. But just a great person. The IMB is going to be so blessed uh, by the addition of the Apontes. That's fantastic. And I think it's safe to say that he's the first Dominican Republic vice president of any SBC entity. Yeah, you know, we don't have the research, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to just stake it. I'm just going to say he's the first vice president at any entity from the Dominican Republic. Yes. Well, he's... I doubt it. I doubt there's much competition there. Yes, probably so. Well, he's got background in business administration and government work, um, master's degree in Christian ministry from Southern, and he's working on his uh, PhD in theological studies with a concentration in systematic at Southeastern. Yeah. So incredibly talented this fall, so. Yes, that's correct. Incredibly talented individual. Uh, when he begins at the IMB, they will be blessed. All right. Well, big news coming out of that IMB. You mentioned uh, the other trustee report. Uh, there are other things that the trustees passed off on, and you can read the full report uh, from the IMB. And in that, it mentioned that they'd be launching a new website this fall. And they're also uh, talking about the 2017 SEND conferences. Amy, it's, we're already, ta- already talking about the 17 conferences. Uh, there's going to be three of those, one in California, one in Dallas, one in Orlando uh, next year. So we need to pick one, Amy, and go to that. Oh, yeah, that or would be, go that would be three. fantastic. That'd be fun. Yes. Oh, all three <laughs> would be great. I don't know yeah. if uh, Dr. Rayner would be happy about that. If I'm, uh, I'm not sure the much. schedule's going to allow, but yeah. it'd be yeah. great. <laughs> a little too much time there. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Well, congratulations to IMB. They have got a top-notch vice president of mobilization, and you know, there's a that's not the only personnel move that we have this week on the docket. ERLC's Barrett Duke has been named the top candidate for the Montana State Executive position. Yeah, this was a big, a big surprise, and and one that I think is kind of exciting. I think I think this is really neat. Yeah, and Barrett, I see. I didn't know this, uh, so I asked some friends. Barrett was a church planner out in Colorado. He's a kind of a Western, you know, frontiersman. Big fan of the uh, frontier church planning and missions out there. So it sits right at home. You wouldn't expect it. You know, we we know Barrett Duke from his work at the ERLC up in Washington, and he's uh, the Office of Public Policy and Research. So uh, you know, that's the Barrett Duke that we know, but. Hey, you know, he's going out to Montana to serve Southern Baptist out there. Yeah, and uh, it, it it is neat. You, you talk about church planting experience, experience with uh, work in D.C. What a, what a great combination for a leader in Montana. So this is just, uh, I think it's a really, really exciting thing for Montana, and it's an exciting thing for Dr. Duke. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what is ahead out there. Yes, uh, Montana Convention has about 135 churches uh, in a state where less than 1% of adults are Southern Baptist, and 38% of adults never or seldom attend church, uh, according to the Pew Research 2015 Religious Landscape Study. So a lot of ground to plow out there uh, when it comes to evangelism and church planning in Montana, and uh, it's exciting to have uh, somebody of the caliber of Barrett Duke headed out there. And that's not the only news we have involving uh, Dr. Duke. He was also named this week. Uh, the ERLC had their trustee reports, and he was the winner of the Richard Land Distinguished Service Award for his 20 years of service at the ERLC. He was presented with that award in the executive session of the Board of Trustees uh, for the ERLC. Some other news from the ERLC trustee meeting this week, right before the national conference, they named O.S. Hawkins the winner of the John Leland Award for Religious Liberty. Uh, they took that big stand, uh, uh, Guidestone did, uh, for the Affordable Care Act 
earlier this year. We talked about that, Amy. Yeah, this is no surprise at all because Guidestone has been right in the middle of the uh, fight for religious liberty this entire year. So if you're going to look out in the Southern Baptist world and say who really uh, sort of personifies the things that John Leland was fighting for, it's going to be Dr. Hawkins. Yes, uh, Dr. Hawkins, congratulations to him for that award. And also uh, some more news from the ERLC out of their trustee meeting, some expansions of the role of Daniel Patterson. Uh, he's the vice president for operations now. Uh, he continues serving as a chief staff uh, for Dr. Moore, uh, but going to be really directing public relations, media relations, coordinating board operations and uh, driving strategy and execution for initiatives across all departments. So congratulations to Daniel on the expansion of his role. They have not named a successor for Barrett Duke for his position up in D.C. From what I'm hearing, that will be done after uh, the Montana State Exec Board votes to confirm Dr. Duke. Right, as their that, new and that, that would be natural. Nominee. So natural we'll, hear, we'll probably follow up on that later in the fall. Sure. Moving on, some other moves, Amy. The California Baptist Foundation is going to relocate their primary office from Fresno, California, down to Ontario, and they're actually going to be leasing out space at Gateway Seminary. Oh wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. 6, you know, every time every time Ontario gets thrown out, I'm, I always think Canada. Not always. that, not that Ontario. I'm, I try the John try Wayne Airport, Ontario. Yes, I try. And Ontario but, Mills. Yes, but anyway, yeah, they're going to lease six thousand square feet of space uh, from Gateway. And uh, it's expected that this will happen by the end of 2017. We've got the link uh, to the Baptist Press article in the show notes so that you can see those details. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's a big deal. Of course, we've been talking a lot about moves in California over the last year with, what, with Gateway. Uh, so this is just yet another. One of the reasons for this shift from Fresno to Ontario is that 60% of the California State Baptist Convention churches are located in Southern California. So that's a that's a very natural move to them, yeah. uh, for them to be able to get to to their constituency. Yep. Cal Baptist is down there now. Gateway Seminary is down there. Most of the churches in the convention are down there now. So it only makes sense to bring those closer to the constituency in Southern California. Also, get some news at Southeastern. Amy, tell us about this. Yeah, so as uh, we were talking earlier about a Southeastern connection headed to the IMB, we have a little bit of the opposite happening. Very good. Yeah. So so, y'all traded, you traded Edgar for Tom Elif and Clyde Metter and a player to be uh, named later? I don't think, no, no, no. It's not a trade. You make it sound like that. No. Um, It's, uh, this was some news that we put out last week uh, that, Tom Elif, who is the former president of the International Mission Board, retired, and Clyde Metter, who uh, was a retired missionary, had been most recently the executive advisor to the president, but he also at times was the executive vice president. He was interim president. He's done so many things uh, for the IMB for 41 years. So these are really, really important men to Southern Baptists. Uh, and uh, specifically to our missionary efforts. And they're going to be coming and serving as visiting professors at Southeastern Seminary. So very excited. Uh, Dr. Elif will be the visiting professor of prayer and pastoral ministry, and he'll teach courses on spiritual disciplines uh, and pastoral leadership. And then uh, Dr. Metter will be the visiting professor of missions leadership. Yes. Yeah, so congratulations to Southeastern. I know uh, that was, uh, I didn't see that one coming, but uh, you know, it's, it's awesome that we have guys like this who seminaries can yeah. find and tap as visiting professors 
and have them come in and share. You know, we're talking 80 years, 90 years of experience between the two of them in missions and pastoral ministry. That is amazing. And now the students at Southeastern have uh, the benefit of having them around being visiting professors. Just incredible. Strong leaders. And um, the the quote in our story that we released from Chuck Lawless said, uh, Tom Eliff is one of the godliest men I know. And that that's a really great statement because I have to tell you, I don't think I've actually met Dr. Eliff ever. Yes, I have. Um, but times. just watching him from afar, I see that. Um, have you seen that video that our friend Ray Sadler yes. did? years back yes that's we need to put that in the that's thing. phenomenal yeah i gotta find we that should. i can put this it in there is, yeah so just for our listeners we have um a friend he was a co-worker at lifeway ray sadler who worked on a lot of special projects he was at an sbc doing some video work yeah, i houston, think it was houston maybe yeah because yeah, i remember when this happened so he's doing some some work on uh just producing some different videos and so he sat down to do this video interview with dr elif and dr elif said I once knew a Ray Sadler um, and just commenting on his, his name as he met him. And he said, but he had uh, died in a, a plane crash, I believe. Is that yep. that's correct? And Ray said, well, that's my father because that was um, that, you know, that's what had happened to Ray's father when he was very young. And Dr. Elif just started in on this story about his father, about Ray's father that he had never, uh, that he had never heard before And the story is just really powerful. And then knowing that Ray's kind of behind the camera, hearing this for the first time, it's it's just a really meaningful video. Ray was a bit of a blubbering mess after that. He was. He was. I remember him talking about it. Yeah. Hey, I remember him talking about it at the SBC. And then I was so glad that he posted it. It honors his dad, but it also really shows some of that personality of Dr. Elif where you you really get to see sort of his uh, godliness on display and his honor. So... Yeah, and and I know Chuck Lawless pretty well. And if Chuck Lawless is saying that Tom Elif is one of the godliest men he knows, that says something right there. Well, and he says, I turn to him every time I need prayer, and I want our students learning from such a man. And I would just say that that's typically what Keith and I would say about Chuck Lawless. And so if Chuck Lawless says that about Tom Elif, then then you listen. But that and Dr. Metter as well um, has had so much experience and uh, such a as as Ash as Bruce Ashford says in the story, a strong leader, and so it's going to be a, a really great opportunity. All right, but not a trade, not a trade. It's not a trade. Yes, it was free agent signings. Um, so that'll do it for this week's news. We're going to have a full recap of the RLC National Conference. Draft. We just start talking in draft terms. That that would be really funny. I, I don't I don't think the presidents of our entities would appreciate that, Amy. Okay, that's probably especially. true. Yes. So that'll do it for the news this week, and we're going to move on now to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. Well, this was uh, in 1971, and this one's just one of those that's kind of interesting. So well, they're I actually, all interesting, Amy. You make them all interesting. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. It's just kind of kind of cool. So it's about, um, it was actually, it's actually telling a story of uh, someone speaking at a church at Nassau Bay Baptist Church. And I don't have the date for this. I just know that it was published as a story in Baptist Press at this time. This week and in Baptist was, Press history. That's right. And it was the first Baptist astronaut to walk on the moon. Whoa. Who was he? Yeah. His name was James Irwin. And so he came to Nassau Bay Baptist Church. 
And he said, he, he spoke to them and said he felt the presence of God more closely while on the moon than at any other time in his life. Um, so he, and he gave them, um, he gave them a, an enlarged uh, prayer covenant that was kind of framed and he had put a banner on the moon that said things happen at Nassau Bay Baptist Church. And uh, he said to Irwin, it's, it, the story says to Irwin, the prayer covenant was more than just a souvenir to be stuffed in a corner of his flight bag and brought back as a church trophy. It symbolized a sacred promise entered into by the congregation to sustain him and his flight companions with prayer. And then he also took a small Christian flag from the foreign mission board with him to the moon. That's kind of cool. So is it on the moon still or did it come back? I don't know, actually. Um, I'm going to guess it because it said he he left the banner on the moon, the banner that said things happen. Yeah, so he had taken two and one he had left on the surface of the moon and then one he brought back. He said to them, we take time to thank God who enabled us to leave the earth and explore a part of his marvelous heavens. We think our mission was a tremendous success, and the success of that mission is directly related to your prayers for our safety and success. And then he talked to them all about sort of the beauty that he saw. He said, you're almost struck dumb sometime by the beauty you see, not only on the moon, but around the moon, the view back to earth and the various lighting conditions. He also, in a broadcast uh, around, you know, because they used to particularly back then do those television broadcasts from the moon back to earth, you know, during the news or whatever um, with Walter Cronkite. And uh, he quoted his favorite Psalm, Psalm 121, talking about the beauty of the mountains. And then Walter Cronkite picked up a copy of the Bible and read the whole thing. So it it was very, very interesting. I was kind of surprised by it. I never thought about it. Um, You know, we're in a day where we don't talk as much about NASA, but... Or fund it. Or fund it. That's a great point, too, uh, as well. But we did have a Southern Baptist go to the moon... Um, and, and back, take, which is, which is yeah, critical. To the moon and come back. And so I've also got, uh, he, he has a Wikipedia article, obviously. He was the lunar module pilot for Apollo 15. Um, and he, that made him the eighth person to walk on the moon. He passed away in 1991, but he was known for his Christian beliefs, and he was a Southern Baptist. So very interesting. We still have some things that are going on in space, not necessarily funded by us, but a lot. And it was a very important thing this week in SBC history. All right. Hey, I got an update for one of your previous ones on Kefauver. Yeah. All right. So I'm walking around downtown the other day. You know the mm-hmm. big federal building in downtown. Yeah. It's the Kefauver building. It's named for him. I had no idea yeah. that it was. The, I, didn't think I just about knew it was that. the federal building. That's all. I, I mean, nobody calls it the Kefauver Building. I, I call it a lot of other things because it's ugly as when all we get were talking. Yeah, when we were talking about it, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. yes, the Estes Kefauver Building. In so the Estes Kefauver Building is right there in the shadow of Lifeway, uh, just right yes. across Broadway. Very cool. Hey, this article also says um, he retired. Or this is in the Wikipedia article. He retired from the Air Force, left NASA in 1972. And he said, Jesus walking on the earth is more important than man walking on the moon in that uh, point. And then he kind of lived his life as a missionary, and he led uh, expeditions to Turkey, all this kind of stuff. 
And he also, it was very interesting, he wrote a book called More Than Earthlings, An Astronaut's Thoughts for Christ-Centered Living. And he laid out in there that the Genesis creation narrative was real literal history. That was kind of an important thing to him, I think. So, Well, that was an important thing back in the SBC at that time, because we... It absolutely was, yes. Absolutely. So, but it was this week that he came back and he got reunited with his church, um, and, and it, was, it was shared with the Southern Baptist world. Before we move into our resources of the week, we want to remind you of our sponsor and thank them, Nine Marks at Southeastern Conference. For more information on that conference held September the 30th and October the 1st on the campus of Southeastern, covering discipleship, the 8th of Nine Marks, uh, visit ninemarksse.org. That's going to bring us to resources of the week. My resource of the week is a podcast uh, by Alan Cross named When Heaven and Earth Collide, talking about uh, immigration and uh, just a lot of different things. Alan's one of those immigration experts out there. There's about a half a dozen episodes out there right now, so we got a link to that over in iTunes. Check out that podcast from a good friend, Alan Cross, on uh, social and cultural issues and the collisions between Southern American Christianity and the way the world is. Amy, your resource of the week is... Mine is the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Seminary, kind of the missions hub is what they uh, call it, the missions hub of Southeastern, has relaunched the blog there. This has been, uh, the blog's not been really dormant. There have been posts coming up, but they're just kind of developing sort of a fresh start at going after some certain types of resources, really focusing in on missiology, um, and have put together a team of contributors that are uh, missiologists, missionary practitioners, all kinds of expertise, and uh, really setting it up to be a kind of a go-to place uh, for people who are, uh, who are learning about mission. Uh, so a lot of new contributors, a lot of, a lot of fun things going on. And so I want to just throw that out, bring it back up to the surface. All right. Did y'all get that blog in the trade for I, at, with IMB? We're just going to keep the same theme, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Throughout the show. All right. Running yes. gags. That's what we're all about here. Running gags. That's it. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on SBC This Week. We've got ERLC National Conference going on right now. As you're maybe listening to this, uh, we'll have a full report on next week's episode from the ERLC National Conference. One of us made it to that. That would be me. And uh, I know. I was supposed to come. I know. And I'm only going to be yeah. here for like a day and a half because I've got to go to Ridgecrest for Lifeway Trustee Meeting, which we will also have a recap of next week follow Very along important. on twitter at sbc this week uh, you'll hear a lot about the erlc national conference and check that out and some behind the scenes pictures as well as some behind the scenes photos and uh, all the information coming out of lifeway trustee meeting next week uh, don't expect anything monumental out of that um, just knowing what's coming uh, just a lot of good news from lifeway so uh, good things happening at lifeway and also, you know, at all our institutions, the RLC, IMB, uh, great trustee reports from them. We followed up last week's Guidestone trustee meeting. That was another great report from them on their reorganization and everything. So uh, probably expect something from NAM and some of the other institutions coming along the way. And don't forget, Amy, September 1st, you know what that is? What? It's the first day of class at Gateway Seminary. Ever. Ever. Ever Period. at Gateway. Ever. It's a big deal. The first, first day. So I'm, I'm hoping that Jeff Orge will post a picture of himself standing out on his front porch with a chalkboard that says, you know, my first day of class. Oh, that would be really fun. Yeah, we, I don't uh, think we do would that, love though. to see that. Let's start. Let's start a, a movement to request that. Yes, we need a, a, a Jeff Orge first day of class picture 
from Gateway. Yes. Somebody tell yes. Jeff Orge that we requested that. Dr. Orge, help yes. us out. That's going to do it for this week, Amy. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>